Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the My Formula One channel. Welcome to Peter on Pole. My name is Peter in Pole Position. We're going to be talking about the Formula One 2022 Awards. We're going to kick things off nice and easy. Of course, the driver of the year, and it has to be that man, Max Verstappen. Why? Because he absolutely dominated 2022. The man finished with over 150 points in the lead of the championship, and Red Bull as a team finished over 300 points in the Constructors' Championship. It's no doubt that the man to be Number one, driver of the year, of course, Max Verstappen. And with that, of course, the constructor of the year, Red Bull. It's very, very simple. As I mentioned earlier, over 300 points um, to, to, to Ferrari in second place, a, a team who nearly even lost to Mercedes for the second place spot. But yes, uh, Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez, Christian Horner, Adrian Newey, the team, you know, everybody that's involved with Red Bull, they had an absolute cracking year, an absolute smashing year. And consider the fact at the start of the season, it wasn't looking too good. The car wasn't that reliable. But now, ladies and gentlemen, it's absolutely flawless. It's a fantastic car. And it absolutely dominated the 2022 Formula 1 season. Let's move things on. And we're going to go to the Rookie of the Year. Now, look, I know you're thinking, come on, Pete. Let's be serious. Okay, fine. Yuki Tsunoda. Um, Yuki Tsunoda? What am I talking about? Joe Guanyu, of course. Joe Guanyu is the Rookie of the Year. Very, very simple. He was the only rookie in 2022. But he did do a decent job. He wasn't um, somebody that you thought, why on earth is he in Formula 1? He actually didn't do a bad job whatsoever. So big up to Yuki Tsunoda. Uh, the biggest overachiever driver award. Now, guess what, guys? As you can see, sporting my McLaren. There's only one man for this title, ladies and gentlemen. His name is Lando friggin' Norris. Okay? Quite simply because, first of all, he's the only driver to be on the podium that is outside of the top three teams, okay? There's only been seven different podium people in 2022, and one of those is Sir, is Lando Norris, okay? Obviously, the Red Bulls, the Ferraris, and the Mercedes, they absolutely dominated the podium. But that one in Imola for Mr. Lando Norris is why he's the overachiever. He absolutely battered Danny Ricciardo to the extent Danny Ricciardo even lost his seat in Formula 1, okay? Now, if you are a driver that's meant to be, you know, part of the elite, Danny Ricciardo, who we would regard as a top, top driver... Top 10 driver, at least in Formula 1. He was stinking up the joint. He was stinking it out for two years. And that's exactly why McLaren got rid and brought in an absolute rookie next season in Oscar Piastri. We'll look to see how good he gets on. But Danny Ricciardo, but look, you, you look at the, the embarrassment that Lando Norris done on him. And, you know, Lando Norris was just absolutely flawless. In terms of the best of the rest, literally, he was the best of the rest. There was nobody that was stopping him at all. In terms of overachieving constructor, because that was the driver that I've mentioned, I want to give it to Alfa Romeo because I did not expect them to finish above Alfa Tauri, above the Williams, above the Haas. They've done absolutely a very good job, I must be said. Um, and they even beat the Aston Martin as well. So big up to Alfa Romeo. They've done a very good job this season. Valtteri Bottas and Joe Guanyu, two new drivers that have come into the team. But they've settled in. They fitted in like a glove. And they did phenomenally well. And I want to big up to them two drivers. I want to big up to the team. Fred Vasseur, look, he's got his... A reward to be joining Ferrari, which I still think is a bit of a crazy move. But nonetheless, um, they obviously did something very, very well in, in the 2022 season. So big up to Alfa Romeo. Um, the team, uh, the most improved driver in terms of in Formula 1 in 2022, a man that's not always spoken about. Yeah, he's always there creeping up with some points, doing well. This season, I'm going to give it to Esteban Ocon for many of uh, for an array of reasons. Number one, the consistency of Esteban Ocon over the last couple of years has actually been pretty good since he came back from Formula 1. Remember, he lost his seat. Was it 2018 or 19? Can't remember. Um, or even 2020? Don't remember. But he got back into F1, and ever since then, he's been consistent um, in terms of race uh, finishing the races, getting into the points, um, and he also had that one win, which was last year in 21 uh, in, in Hungary. But 
this season, guess what? His teammate, Fernando Alonso, he beat him this season. And it's the last, you know, the first time Alonso has been beaten as a teammate, I think since Lewis Hamilton in the McLaren days. Um, so big up to Esteban Ocon. I mean, nobody really talks about him and he's a very quiet sort of silent whisperer there, if, if that makes sense. He's always creeping up at the end and he was very much in aid. Um, he was very much the helping hand, let's say, for Alpine to beat McLaren to the Constructors' Championship. So big up to Esteban Ocon on that one for sure. Um, if we moved on to the most improved team of the year, guess what? Let's let's be fair. Ferrari. Because remember what Ferrari have been in the last couple of years, right? Allergic to prosperity. A team that doesn't want to know, doesn't even know how to win a race. A team that doesn't, you know, podiums and so on and so forth. 2019 was one of those years where you thought, okay, here we go. And even the title races with Sebastian Vettel, you would have thought, yeah, this is going to look superb. It's going to be great. Ferrari are back on top. And it all, they always fell short. And then 2020, you know, especially with what happened to Vettel in 2019, 2020 was an absolute laughingstock. The car was not there. Nothing about the team was good. 2021, it was like, we're focusing on next year. Next year being this year, guess what, guys? They put in a title challenge. Okay, up until maybe Belgium, I don't know, halfway in the season. But nonetheless, they did have a title challenge to a degree. And to be fair, from where they were to where they are now, you know, we're, we're disappointed at the fact that Ferrari didn't really mount a proper title challenge up until the end of the season, which speaks volumes if you actually think about it. Charlotte Clarence had a brilliant year this year in terms of, in terms of his, it's, it's going to be his career best, right? In terms of like the amount of race wins he's had, uh, how many poles he had this year as well. The Ferrari car is quick. Carlos Sainz is no slouch. Very good driver as well, who got his first race win in Formula One. And he got on a, he got a few poles as well this season. Um, and, you know, so they accumulated a good amount of points. I think Ferrari's issue is, who do they really mark and stamp as the number one driver? And that's always going to be something that might may or may not haunt them. So we'll have to wait and see what they do. But they've definitely been the most improved uh, constructor this season, no doubt. Um, in terms of the worst driver of the year, I mean, look, Lucas Satifi, you know, he leaves us in Formula One in 2022. He didn't renew his seat um, with Williams. And the truth of the matter is this, look at this, Nick DeFries, yeah, debut, comes on and gets points. You know, it, it just it just tells you everything. You know, he beats Latifi day one, a man who's not even driving in Formula One, a man who's in, like, was he Formula E? You know what I'm saying? Nick DeFries, I didn't expect anything from him. And yet he's come out of the woodwork and he's putting a few p p p points on the board. Uh, and you sort of sit in there thinking, come on, Latifi, like, you've got to give me something. And Latifi's been in Formula One for some time now, where, you know, I, in the beginning, I let him, I let it go, I let it slide. I said, you know what, you can have your time, do your thing. But then after a while, I was like, you know what, you're starting to get on my nerves. I'm not seeing anything from you. There's no progression. And Williams clearly thought the same. Obviously, he used to bring in a bit of money. It seems like the money is not even that necessary anymore. Obviously, Williams under new ownership as well. So it's a bit of a, yeah, unfortunately, Latifi, sorry, mate. You know, hopefully you can come back and a much more improved driver, or maybe there's another series that suits your style a little bit more. But yeah, it was just, you know, it was just, he, he was a standard backmarker, no doubt. Um, the worst constructor of the year, a team that very much disappointed me this season. Not that I expected big things from them, but where they were finishing was alarming, and that is Alpha Tauri. What on earth are they doing P9 in the Constructors' Championship? I mean, this is very, very strange, very, very surprising. Pierre Gasly, Yuki Tsunoda, you're thinking that's two good drivers there. At least one of them, very, very good. Um, you know, the, the team principal doesn't fill me with anything, you know, in France Toss. I, I don't really feel like anything from him. But I did not expect them to be at the back end, if that makes sense. I expected them to be like sort of the back part of the midfield. You know what I'm saying? Swinging it with Aston Martin, maybe a little Alfa Romeo. But to see them behind them, guys, I'm thinking, no, this is not right. Something is not right, especially with the quality of driver that they have. How can this be? So, you know, uh, Alpha Tower, you, you better get your finger out next year because I'm warning. I'm watching you guys and I'm warning you. 
Uh, if you do not perform, then hey, it is what it is. That's the worst team in terms of the underachieving constructor. The underachieving driver, can I be honest? Can we keep it frank? Can we keep it a buck? Yeah, Lewis Hamilton, man. Like, uh, where is my, where is the king? You know what I'm saying? Like, he is the king of Formula One right now in terms of the best driver in the world. And yet, yes, the Mercedes car was utter garbage. Everyone can tell you that. It was awful. However, Lewis, give me something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't get a race win. And it's the first time in, in Formula One history for Lewis Hamilton that he didn't win a race in a single season. You know, that tells you everything. And George Russell got a win. Do you know what I'm saying? And George Russell could have probably got more depending on, you know, circumstances had it been had it been the way he, he, he intended it to be. It, it, it's one of those where you just think, come on, Lewis, give me something. Give me something to hold on to. Give me something to smile about and cheer about. He had a series of podiums, don't get me wrong. And he did get better over the year. The car got better over the season. But I'm so sorry. In terms of underachievement, I do not expect none of this from Lewis Hamilton. He finished behind George Russell in the Drivers' Championship. I'm not impressed. I'm not having that. So, Lewis... Fuck your ideas up, mate. Next season, let's see what you can get up to. And of course, underachieving team, that for me is Mercedes. Mercedes are the most underachieving team this season because what the hell happened? Like, it kind of just changed just like that. Like, where was the Mercedes that I saw swinging it pound for pound with Red Bull? Or the Mercedes team that was battering everybody? You know what I'm saying? Not that I want to see battering Mercedes again. I don't want to see boring Formula 1. Of course not. And I'm happy to see that there's some competition in Formula 1. However, what was it? What, what did you serve up this year, Mercedes? What do you call this? All the Mercedes fans out there, all the hell LH44, you know, the Team LH, all these people are asking the questions. They are asking, what on earth was this that you provided us this year? Because it was absolute garbage. I'm very, very disappointed in Mercedes, Total Wolf and the gang. Especially because Total Wolf, if you remember post, um, post-season last year, because the, after the debacle at Abu Dhabi, he said, everyone's got a target on their back, right? Everyone's got a target on their back. I'm thinking, yo, that's that gun talk. He was having the black purple, you know, black uh, turtleneck, you know what I'm saying? Funeral settings, ready to deliver and pounce. And this is what he served up? I'm so sorry. He brought a knife to a gun war. This was absolutely a pathetic, um, a, a in terms of a pathetic way of trying to retain, a, to, to gain a title back. This was an awful, awful shot at redemption. And maybe next year we might see something different. But boy, you lot underachieved. And um, I'll end on, on the most emotional part of the season. I think in terms of what made me the most happiest, what made me the most sad, I'll go with the happy. Kevin Magnuson, pole. You know what I'm saying? K-Mag. I mean, you can't, you know... If, if that didn't get you in the fields, I don't know what will. Kevin Magnussen back in Formula 1 this season. Remember, he came back into testing, uh, what was it like? Was it uh, in Bahrain at night, like 8 p.m. man was doing testing because it was such a late call-up. And then, obviously, with what happened with everything with Russia and, and Nikita Mazepin, to think that Haas were going to go again with Mazepin, I mean, it's just absurd and bizarre. And yet they've dumped Schumacher this year. Stranger things have happened. But... You know, Magnussen came back and you could hear, especially the team radio when they told him that he he was on pole. Because I think it was obviously, I think it was like wet conditions. Certain tires were getting changed. Uh, this was in Brazil. Certain tires were getting changed, blah, blah. And basically it was like, by the way, we're currently on pole. And he couldn't believe it. He was like, no, you guys are joking. You guys are joking. You guys are joking. But he's like, you know, calm down. Let's let's wait and see. And then they actually finished on pole. When he got out of the car, you could see he was all excited and ecstatic about being on pole position. And, it, and, and rightly so. I mean, he absolutely deserved it. He nailed it. The, the team got the strategy right. Has being in the Q, in Q3, by the way, in Brazil is one thing. To then finish and, you know, start the race on pole, was it a sprint race, 
on pole position, phenomenal scenes. Um, that's, that's an emotional part. Sebastian Vettel leaving. I mean, I'm gutted to see that he's gone because I think he's leaving too early. Um, and I don't like this woke version of Sebastian Vettel. I want that Sebastian Vettel that was nasty, that was mean, that was there to win races. That's what he cared about was winning races. Not everything else that seems to have diminished his uh, his pace and, and, and his racing craft. It just feels a bit weird. And he just felt like, he doesn't really care anymore. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, he's leaving. So I'm sad that he's leaving. You know what I'm saying? Just like as much as many people are sad that he's going, I'm sad that he's going, but for more than one reason, just for the fact that A, it's bad that he's going, but also just like, this is not the way Sebastian should go out, in my opinion. That's all I'm saying. And I think he'll be back. Those were my awards, ladies and gentlemen, for the Formula One 2022 season. Comment down below. Did you like what I had to say? Do you disagree? I want to hear you in the comment section who your drivers of the year were, rookie of the year. You know what I'm saying? Worst drivers, constructors, disappointing, overachieving, underachieving. You get the spiel, right? Until next time, people, lights out.